Yeah, do you want to do intro and outro? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Welcome to the Art Loss Podcast. Yeah, well, we make... Well, go ahead. We've been doing this in a long time. Let's do it again. We're out of practice. Welcome to the Art Loss Podcast. Where we make art accessible. I'm Sophie. And I'm Seema. If you, dear listener, would like to support the podcast today, you can rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. We have a Patreon we got a new Patreon the other day, and I was like, are you sure you're in the right place? Like, we haven't been updating. <laughs> um, no, I, no, I'm very grateful. Um, yes, you can find us on Patreon. Everything is basically Art Last Podcast, or it's all under Art Last Podcast. Um, find us. You can also find us, talk to us. Send it Email to us, artlesspodcast at yeah, gmail. That's the one. And now that I have, like, a slightly different schedule, um, I actually think that I'm going to have – an easier time editing it sounds bizarre but i think that the less structure time i have stru- yes yeah, so the less time structure i have to ruminate on my own yes. the better structure <laughs> um, is good for you yes uh it turns out i'm just like a child that needs um bumper bars you know like when bowling <laughs> that's right that's right that's right that's right oh yeah i suppose I, we should explain where we've been uh <laughs> You guys, my computer was cracked in cabin by United Airlines on the way back from Australia. They, they my screen cracked. Mm-hmm. So I, the, my first day I was back here, I ran and I bought a monitor, and it it was okay for a bit. I had like six days of computer use because I was just using my laptop as a hard drive essentially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it like got so hot that I thought it was gonna fucking explode. Because uh, oh. it couldn't handle the mirroring. Uh, so oh. uh, I need to rescue all my files still. Oh. But I'm so sorry, gang. We disappeared. But we're back. We're back. Because <laughs> the powerhouse, the, the home of Atlast, died. But it's back. It's back. You know what's been real stressful? What? Uh, is the po- the TikToks have, like, just the... Mate! You, they, they are all popping the fuck off, and it's very, it's like, it's actually really like I was, I, I was saying to that TikTok support group that I have, yeah, like, I'm not trying to be like a poor little rich girl, but it turns out like when your platform gets bigger, apparently like it's, it's awful. It's really awful. It's like really awful. Like you know, yesterday, you know the vintagearian, Vinti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he came here yesterday for a photo session. Oh. And he was like, I've gone, I've got, I went from like 300,000 to nearly 500,000 in the last like three months. And he's like, I hate it. I can't it's stand awful. it. Yeah. I got 20,000 followers last week. Yeah. You went from like 200,000 to like 230,000. Like yeah. It's 220, but still that's 20,000, right? So like, many that's, fuck. that's like all of my followers. <laughs> it's like, and it's so, it was like, I got to say like until now, I mean, I did get 10,000 my first week I left Akron. So mm. that was a big chunk. But since then, I've never had that. I've never mm, had thousands mm, of fall- mm, new followers. I've never mm, had that. It's always been no, like, either. right? And so like people just come as they come and it doesn't bump it up. But 20,000 new followers. Yeah. It was crazy. And then this person and then like. I mean. Some of it is because, oh, and then, and, and I did a video about Rihanna. Oh, yeah, I know. And Cumberbatch. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. The, com- the 
Cumberbatch one actually didn't have a lot of crazies. No. It had a lot of bros who were like, so what? Everyone yeah. owns slaves. But, like, that's not so bad. But the Bri- Rihanna one, like, Oh, I haven't been all in the comments. The... Don't go. It's a um... lot of, I mean, I knew what I was getting into, but, like, yep. the um, Irish-American bros just, it was, like, and then, like, somebody stitched. So then I screwed up yesterday, and I did a video about Keanu Reeves, and I quoted him, mm. who calls his dad a druggie, a deadbeat, and a drug addict. Oh, don't do that as a brown woman on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that really. So a woman attacked me over and over. I closed the video. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I, I didn't say I quoted him. I just said those phrases, but I should have quoted him. Yeah. I messed up. I agree. And so I closed it. So she attacked me, and then she attacked me on Twitter, Oh, they're and... always like, I know, I like, like, absolutely. Okay, white lady. And it's always white when women. When they go across. Right? Seriously. Um, it's no. always white women. And then there was all these white women who were attacking me because I did the one about Gwyneth Paltrow's family worked on sh- with sugar. And I was like, what is happening? Like the level of chaos between People... that and mm. the weirdo DMs. Oh, no. I know. And I was like, honestly, like, I don't know if it's just I'm speaking. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm really not that pretty. Like, I'm not trying to be pretty. I'm not that pretty. Like, come on. Um, I don't mean like I'm not like self-deprecating. I just mean like calm down, buddy. No, I get it. No, I hate. Yeah. I hate. I don't like. It's so I don't bizarre, like attention from it's... men. <laughs> so I understand. No, really. I was like, don't talk to me. I don't want to. <laughs> I, I, but, like, I'm always like, ugh. Get out of here. It's just, it was just. You lost. Go away. <laughs> it just has been like, I don't know. Like, it's like an animal that I don't want to deal with. Yeah. Oh, so you need, like, do you need mods? I don't. I'm not modding like, comments. I just yeah. let them. I never have, but now yeah. they've just gotten. I mean, I don't know why anybody's in my comments. Last week, I had like five active fights Fuck. happening in comment sections. And I, I was just, like looking at them and I was like, what I just would never open the app happening? ever again. <laughs> I would just be like, like mm. I'm, what are we doing here? And then like, Fuck. I mean, and I, I, I do understand Spanish, but I am slow mm. as a sp- in Spanish. Mm. Right. So, so then the one I did about Anya Taylor joy, mm-hmm. people are just fighting about Argentina and they're in Spanish. <laughs> it's Fuck. so chaotic over there. And I was like, I don't know. I just really don't know because it's not like it's like i don't know what you're doing in there guys no um i don't it's it's just bizarre to have like no i know and like i've experienced before you know not to the same scale i think the snoopy rug is the one that that's like my highest viewed video that was like over half a million and just the amount of like shit fights that people get into Mm. about stuff is just it's like you don't mean to facilitate an online boxing ring. And I then know. Like, sometimes it just happens. <laughs> it's like I know. I know. And then, like, so how did this series start? I, I have no idea. I don't know. Sometimes it's just post shit, right? Like, so yeah, what happened yeah. was, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. So, what happened was, let's look. Let's look together. Let's see okay. what happened here. Um, I think it was the I think it was Mila's video. I'm almost positive it's Mila's video. Did I? I mean, I always do kind of pop, like have sort of done pop culture, but I've always done TikTok pop culture. Yeah, it's Mila's mm. video. So what happened was I was just sitting here <laughs> as I do. As you do. And, but I looked at Mila's video and I was like, this is totally made up. 
it's it's like a um it's a it's a it's a like a basically every marriage portrait ever mm, mm-hmm. you know and um it's completely constructed and so yeah. i did a video about that oh my god you've had such insane view rates lately it's crazy. I mean, it's going to go down. Like it's already gone down. Yes, yeah, the last couple of days have gone down. So, but just but- just for reference, gang, we've got nine hundred and sixty nine point four thousand. We've got fifty three thousand forty nine twenty five forty six hundred and twenty four ninety eight one hundred and sixty seven three hundred twenty one. Mate, in the last, I calculated it. In the last month, my views are have been in the millions, mm. and so in the last twenty eight days. It is the equivalent to people watching 43 years of videos by me. Jesus Christ. It's just bizarre. Okay, but you know what this means? What does it mean? If I, like, actually, you know what's, I'm one of the, apparently one of those people who when I'm busier, I'm probably better. Um, Okay. So now I think now is like a really good time to start releasing video content for Artlust. Um, Because everyone knows your face. Um, <laughs> everyone knows my face. I will say I got recognized so often in New York, but then the next couple of days I had my glasses on. Yeah, when I got recognized is when I had didn't have my glasses on. Uh, that's good to know though. That gives you like stealth. Uh, I guess options. I do look very different without my glasses. I do think that's true. Mm. Um, but like, yeah. and also everyone's mentioning you. Um, like that video where Christian was me- talked about you, and I said love my girl Seema, and then I got all those likes, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> It is fun. I did like I was like I was watching the video. I don't know if you tagged me, but I watched the video and I heard my name and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> uh that was nice. Um 43 years. It's crazy, right? It's insane. That um, makes me I mm, the math. fall from grace, though. I'm waiting for somebody's gonna but yeah, all these dudes are now like stitching me to say how like libtard I am. Of course. Like, of course. You know what that means me. though. I'm doing something right. Well, um, yeah. So yeah. So I did the video about Mila Kunis. Mm. And then I, from there, then Drew Barrymore. Oh man, did she fuck up? Yeah. And so I did a video about her. And that somebody really popped said, up, right? And somebody said that, oh, Drew Barrymore is rich because of the British East India Company. And that's actually not true. Mm. And so... I knew that because I knew that. And that's where like it all got. That's when okay. the chaos began because I did one that was 600, 624,000. 624, yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, Shit. So because it's though I have to tell you so many. Oh, my God. The people, Cumberbatch one has 1.8 million. Fucking hell. But like the Drew Barrymore one, all of there's just a chunk of people who are missing the point. Oh, yeah. So for the Drew Barrymore one, the point is her family wasn't rich because of it. Like, so much of these families and these people, like, a lot of people are like, so you're saying they're all rich. And I was like, this is the problem. We do not understand wealth in this country. No. I'm talking about privilege. Yeah. And, like, the Drew, I'm going to redo the Keanu one. But for me, the thing about Keanu Reeves is his family has been here since the 1600s. His, his. Um, Asian family, not his mother, who's mm. um, British. There, she's never been here. Um, his mother is British from Sussex or Essex. I can't remember. I have to look it up again. Huh. Um, but his 
I don't know much about me. celebrities, to be honest. I didn't either. I mean, like, I don't <laughs> now know. Now you have either. to. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like, I don't, but like, then I don't, it's just funny because, like, it, it's. But have you been doing all this re- research? Have you been on, like, fucking Ancestry or something? Yeah. 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 I was like, how are you validating all of this? Because you can't like, post to. shit without validating. No. So, um, luckily, I have, so luckily, you know, obviously, isn't like anybody who's done art history, you've had to do genealogy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I already had done a lot of this, you know, like, especially I don't do a lot of American art, but you do have to like, you know, you yeah. do look for stuff, especially yeah. like um, collectors, you know, like a lot of provenance research is genealogy, basically. Mm-hmm. So so I, I at least knew how to do it. That's lovely. It's kind of weird, though. Like, it's funny because there's also po- the other thing that people nobody has said, but I'm waiting for someone to say is. Why? Like even Rihanna. I don't have like actual names. Nobody said like why are there no names there? It's because like enslavement and indentured servitude, mm. right? Like that mm. the loss of your name. Or maybe they did, I don't know. There's so many freaking There's comments. so many fucking comments. Um the Benedict Cumberbatch one, my god. Oh, everyone is like happy to be hating him now. And honestly, I'm yeah. all about it because like one of the things that like, you know, good omens has really brought up for like me and some of my mutuals and just people in my kind of uh gay media circle yeah is that uh like how extraordinarily hostile he and Martin Freeman were towards their fans oh i know or enjoying queer subtext that they all like played into very very deliberately and like egregiously for a decade um and I'm just like to take a moment. Well, and Martin Martin Freeman supposedly oh, was awful. an awful person. Awful, 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 mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. But I would just like to take a moment. Should he ever be listening? A shout out to Mads Mickelson for paving the way of how to treat your fans with respect when they're enjoying queer subtext. Like he in so that there, in that there, same era. Sorry. There was a meme, no, the other day about Mads Mickelson. <laughs> I love and him. I love him too. And I've loved him. There was that um he's in adam's apples i think Mm. which i love i don't remember exactly what it was about but i've seen it like a million times he's just got the most gorgeous face and i want to photograph his weird gorgeous face i think he's so angular like he's just got so many points (laughs) he is pointy i would agree he's very beautiful but, like, when people would – like, because you know how interviewers love to stir the pot and they're like, what do you think about all these people on the internet making gay art and fan fiction of your character and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I love it. These people are incredible artists. They should be being – they should be paid for their time. And I'm happy that they're making friends, like, in a community, like, bonding over something that they love. And he just, like, he always had only nice things to say about people – like using their kind of imaginations and exploring like writing and art and you know all that kind of stuff and he was just all for it he's just so no, gracious I, I love him yeah it's adam's apples it's a very <sighs> good movie about like with him in it he's young mm. it's from 05 i've seen Ooh, it many times very young he's like um he's like it's like a minister who's who like reali- he like realizes it's very funny i love Does, that movie. is he wearing like a little collar I don't remember. I've seen it. I think he, no, I think because I got confused. He's a minister. So he wears it okay. when he preaches and then he wanders around. It's like during, 
it's like I don't remember what it is. I wish Joe was Fleabag here. style. <laughs> no, like it's no. like hard to explain. No, it's not like that. It's very funny. It's about like actually, I think it's about to me. It's about devotion and like blind mm. devotion mm. versus actually like 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 being truthful. Can you please turn that off for me? He's done. He's had such a really interesting career. Oh, absolutely. Oh, but the meme, the meme says, oh, yeah, sorry, the modernist. No, no, I was the meme says there's a modernist and it's showing him like in all black smoking, walking down the street. Like it looks like like New York City or something. It's mm-hmm. a tight shot, so it's hard to say where in the city. But and um, this and they and looking just like and um, the modernist guy cool. says, when I say a recent um, a recent change in society and I mean 1850. <laughs> mood <laughs> that's what he said the, that's why that's my mood and i was like <laughs> but i looked at that meme and it made me laugh because my first thought was but isn't that yeah <laughs> yeah i was like i mean it is right <laughs> i think so um shit but it, but like everything else is everything else is good fam's good yeah everybody's good yeah i'm just work is crazy and then tiktok is also up. crazy. It's crazy, dude. Um, what do we want to talk? The, I remember that the last thing we were going to record was talking about that show at the NGV of like artists curating oh, yeah. other artists. Yeah, and how that was just like a really bizarre exhibition. Yeah, tell me about it. So it was a exhibition on Pierre Bernard. Mm-hmm. And it was curated by, uh, God, what was her name? Uh, she's like an interior designer, I think. Hila Orly or something? Yeah. Hang on. I don't think I photographed the panel about her on the wall. But for anyone who doesn't know... Uh, and the NGV is kind of um, I just like that I think that the way that art gets exhibited at uh, in Australia is really just kind of fascinating because it's uh, wow, this free pink pool is very cool. It seems like they try too hard to make it trendy and photographable, yeah, rather than just being an art exhibition. I would say. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh. And also, I felt like it was a kind of interesting but bizarre reading about Bernard's work that was like, oh, he was a genius who was just interested in exploring domesticity and blah, blah, blah. And there was like all of this kind of theoretical overlay about like his discussions of like intimacy and domesticity in the home and like through art. When I don't think that's kind of what his work was about. I think he was just like a very privileged guy who stayed at home and just painted. Like... I love Bernard. Um, it's beautiful work, but I don't think it's that deep. <laughs> like I do find it very interesting when people like Bonard, Boyar, mm. um, the Nabi in general. I mean, like the Nabi were talking about stuff, but just because they were talking about it, it's funny because we now like podcast bros. I mean, really, like on some level, the pre-Raphaelites were like podcast bros, right? <laughs> like they were coming up with this yep. idea of they decided they did they thought they knew everything they were young guys who I, isn't paint? that like men in every art movement though yeah yeah all come men on, all art male artists are podcast bros but like surrealists come the I mean, fuck I on do, now 
I mean, I think on some level, uh, the theoretical underpinnings of art are really hard. It's hard to to confirm the authenticity of it. Now, like, yeah, because like when I think about artists that I know, only a few of them are truly deep thoughts people. Yeah. Some of them are forced to be deep thoughts people because they need to make art that sells. Yeah. Like, right, because school also makes you, forces you to do deep thoughts people because we don't value craft. Tell me about it. And the uh, and just like academia and their deep thoughts thing and it just this idea of kind of everything having to be steeped and drenched in all of this kind of complex understanding so that it's inaccessible to people who don't have access to the language that you're speaking and it just feels like a way of removing art from so her name is India Madhvi yes she's um, a french architect of iranian yes french that's iranian. right i think so to me looking at the exhibition i I think it's really appealing because they would have been shown on wallpaper in in originally. Yeah. Um I, the inserting of her uh furniture design mm-hmm. was atrocious. It was so badly done. Yeah, I think that to me what actually is the problem is that they they keyed it up, right? Like they were like, yeah. "Let's make it look so cool." Where what and, you know, like it was as much about her as him, which maybe that was the point of it. I think it definitely was the point. Yeah. But if that's the point, then that's the point. Like making this art seem updated. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I guess the question is, and it's not a question that's like easily answerable, but do we there's like three ways to show art, right? You could either show it without context Mm. and then um, have people focus on the object, which is what most museum galleries do. Mm -hmm. You could show it with the original context. Yes. Which is where I think like Bonar and Voyar really could, especially Voyar who does, um, who did panels, for example, or Bonar did uh, screens. I think those are really useful. Mm -hmm. And then what she did, which is to create the context that we have now. Right, she's putting it like if somebody owned a Bonar in their house, potentially. Yes. I think that there's, and there's also like a really interesting and like kind of strange thing that happens, especially in Australia, where curators like have to find elements of the exhibition that relate back to the Australian experience. Mm-hmm. Like it's always like there's a very deliberate kind of pacification, I guess, that mm. goes on and translation that goes on to make it. Mm. Um, well here too in the states like we're always trying to make it relevant i think it's yeah i I mean to me the thing for me about her show is though Mm -hmm. you didn't need the bonars there the real ones didn't need to be there that's where i'm like oh i don't know how those works like she has that famous bonar cat that's always on like tumblr and whatnot i do love that cat though it's so cute um but like it didn't need to be there she could have had a poster of it none of these artworks needed to be real I was wondering why it felt so strange and just like a bit. And you, sit, it, you couldn't sit in her furniture, right? It wasn't there as furniture. No, you, you could. could. You oh. could. Oh. Um, not that many people were. 
Yeah, nobody's sitting um, in the video. No, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> um, it, it's an interesting lack of furniture, too, actually. It's not like hang out in this exhibition. No. It's like one or two here. No, and like they were really awkwardly placed and it yeah. felt like product placement rather than like yeah. a curatorial choice. It doesn't. It's neither, you know what, it's like a, it's almost like somebody did like a pop-up for a brand at a museum. <laughs> yes. Um, but there's just like, I thought it, it was also really bizarre and interesting because this was like a joint ticket that you could buy mm -hmm. with uh, um, Rembrandt. Oh, how was that show? The Rembrandt show was fucking stunning. Mm-mm. Because, you know, it was very much my vibe where it was really, really, really dark. Mm. Really, really, Which really. Which period? Was it like just a. Was it was a like all of his thing? etchings um, oh, kind of going etchings. through um, like the history of kind of how he developed his own kind of photographic style essentially within mm -hmm. etchings. People say paintings, but I don't say photographs. Um, <laughs> but it looked. It looks like this. It was like dark, uh, yeah. moody, and beautiful. And it was really, really, it was like a very intimate viewing of his etchings, right? Because a lot of them are so fucking tiny mm -hmm. that you were, you know, we were looking at like ones on the, I say we, I went by myself, but you know, the ones on the wall. Yeah. The really, yeah. Like two postage stamp sizes. And then there were a few, um, there were a few paintings. But it was like, because you could buy a joint ticket for both exhibitions, Bernard and Rembrandt. It was kind of like they had been curated to be like opposites and like counters to each other. So you would go through the kind of intensely colourful space of Bernard and then, or at least this is what I did, you, might, you could do it the other way around. Um, going through the really colourful, intensive, kind of bizarre space and then into the what seemed like a very traditional viewing of art <laughs> in the Rembrandt mm -hmm. space. They did um, that. On, I'm, I would guess they did that on purpose, right? I'm they decided they were so. going to – it's sort of like um, uh, problematic. Mm -hmm. and, you know, like that they – when they do something that's so out of left field, they do the opposite thing because they're traditional – yeah. You know, like I um, got an email. So I had somebody um, called me for a quote about Guernica and photography Ooh. Um, for the Times. And um, they were asking about it. And I was like, you know, the truth is museums are have to be current, right? They always were current. Yeah. And so you can't like stop just because well, they've been kind of failing recently. Well, and so, and they're losing attendance. And so somebody found my email <laughs> and uh, I didn't reply to this person and I won't blast their name, um, <laughs> but they found my email and they wanted to tell me that, that, that I'm wrong. Of course. That photography, that being able to, people like taking pictures is wrong because then museum galleries are just too full for people and by and then they say in parentheses what? by people they mean me well i don't even understand what they're trying to say well like basically the idea that people might engage with artworks means that galleries will be more full and then when she wants uh. to go she can't enjoy it because there's too many people and i was like oh, oh maybe okay. 
um, maybe you like are going at the wrong time. Like pick another time then. Mm. But museums are never too full. I mean, like even the busiest museums, like I, I've many times walked into oh the Met. God. Meet, a, meet a museum worker who's like, oh, we, we've had enough people this month. I know, oh. right? But like, I I mean, I, I there's there's galleries in the Met that are empty at certain times. I've definitely been at the Met many a time in a gallery mm-hmm. by myself. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, frankly, at the cloisters, they would dream of being too busy. <laughs> like, I have very, very often been the only person with the Marauder altarpiece. Like, come on, and um. But it is this idea, I think, that that traditional audience can't handle this, and so they put something. Yeah, right. Yeah, like it's, it's like, like to, to take. Yeah. A, it's like how actors, when they want to take like a risky role, they have to do like a real shit one that kind of pacifies their public image and exactly their publicist. Exactly. And, you know, if they if they do something that's too edgy, they can be like, "But he's a family man. It's okay. Look at this movie mm-hmm. he did about like I don't know, fucking Christmas." Um, I suppose for context, because we're not putting the beginning of this in for our listeners out there. I started a new job. I work at a museum, and now I have a lot of feelings about <laughs> museums <laughs> more than I ever have. Um, we flipped roles. Yeah, You're now in strange? museums, and isn't I'm it out strange? of museums. <laughs> yes, we flipped roles. We flipped roles. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. No, you I'm can, just a you can, um, Yeah. Well, I might come to you asking for advice every now and again. I'm happy um, to. Oh, I'm happy thanks. to. But yeah, I'm like looking at these videos of this show. I mean, I do think to me, the thing that's so hard about museums breaking with tradition is that it is hard to not. Um, there's so many incremental things they've done to break with tradition. Like mm-hmm. there's a very famous museum scholar who's now like a big deal author named Nina Simon, who wrote a book called Participatory Museum, who really encouraged mm. people to put in more interactives and you know, like there's a lot of low key things that museums do that are incremental change, but because the funding structure is a certain way, if you don't yeah. do things that are big boom change, like this, I bet she got they got good money to do it, or like oh, they're really yeah. cool. Like yeah, they do a lot of immersive experiences that are you know like Instagrammable. I I'm just sure remembered they... what that sushi train thing is from. I think it's from the children's room. Oh, got it. Um, and so that they are a lot of this that you see in museums is because they're trying to keep everybody happy, right? So they need mm. to have and all ev- by everybody they mean all the funders. And I think of directors. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. <sighs> I, I you know, I saw it. I saw all this like a month and a half ago, and I haven't really mm. thought about it a huge amount since. Um, although I have kind of like I did think about it for a bit when I thought that we were going to record. The thing that looking at, and maybe people can reply to us, what's mm. a non-traditional museum it's exhibition that they still think about? Because mm. I think that's where, like, if it's a flash in the pan, then it doesn't matter. But are there non-traditional? Because I really love, uh, it's not an exhibition, but it's a space at the Welcome. It's their, like, wel- the Welcome is a medical museum. And yeah, they have, yeah. like, a reading space mm. that has, like, big cushy chairs and had, like, interactives. And that's one where I think, oh, I see why they decided to break with norms because they did everything in an authentic way. Yeah. So I think that, to me, the problem with that, it was just... It's the same with problematic, right? Like you didn't push it to, you didn't, you went, you're always, they're trying to like 
appease everybody and then they yeah. appease no one. <laughs> That's probably a good place to end. I'm Seema, and you can find me at Artlust, A-R-T-L-U-S-T. Uh, ooh, and my computer glitched, but I'm Sophie, and you can find me at Darkroom Varmint, Darkroom, V-A-R-M-I-N-T, all one word, probably one of the coolest and most annoying usernames I've ever had in my entire life, but I'll never change it. <laughs> and you can always email us at artlust at gmail.com, or yes. you can follow us on um apple podcast you can review you can tell a friend yes. and we have our tiktok which we are going to get up and running properly now that Seema is so famous on tiktok uh. <laughs> Hardly. 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 no but like you're you're recognizable now you know i feel like everyone's seen your face so now's the time for me to start producing just like some little video content pieces here and there um but also like if you guys we've been out we've been we've been out of the loop we took an unintentional seasonal break uh, if you have episode suggestions, if there's anything you want to hear about, if you've had anything happen over the summer or winter, whatever hemisphere you're in, let us know. If you've got questions, if you want to do like requests for like Patreon events or like lives or whatever, I don't know, fucking get amongst it. Let us know. And like, I don't know, go look at some art, I guess. Oh, yeah. That- and answer the question about museums. We really do want to know. Yeah. Yes. And what was the question again? Tell tell the people. Tell the people. <laughs> has there been an, a non traditional museum exhibit that yeah. has stuck with you? Yeah. No, I like that. Um, and why? Right. And why? And why? Because mm. we are teachers. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we will, guys. We'll we're back. Provided I can get all my files in the. I need to find, like, I don't even think I have our, like, intro, outro, like, little music anymore. Oh, no. But I feel like I, like, do we, do I have to start fresh? What do I do? Um, I don't think anybody will know this way is different. Do you? No. Probably not. Actually, people will probably be like, oh, that's different. It'll be like, oh, it's a new season. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Do we want to use season two? Yeah. Let's do season two. Season two of the Art Loss Podcast. Yes. Oh my god. Good for you. Two seasons. Two oh, You know what we should have Se- talked Oof. about? What? What we should have talked about, Fuck. but then I forgot. Was that did you see all that crap about that Nate Lemke? No. You should look him up. Um he is a writer who decided to write a book about being a 33 year old guy. Oh, Oh no! I did see the oh, uh, and he's like, "Do you think I'm being disrespectful to women?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he just like is saying it all with like a shit eating grin the whole yeah. time. Yeah, I'm sorry, but he looks like a rapist. Um, I know he really looks scary. There's we no had a life in his eyes. Um, what do you want to do? We want to do we have an idea of what we want to talk about next week? No, I need to use the bathroom. <laughs> It's always okay, the we time. really we really are back into our structure. We it's totally are into our structure. I'm just doing the pee pee dance. 14. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> I should really go right before I go, and then my bladder would make it, but it doesn't. Um, listen, we can't right. always be fully in control. Get your of bread. <laughs> get right. You bread. go get your bread. I'm going to go pee, and then I will yes. think about what we can talk about t- next week. Yeah. Also, I think the Patreon person that we got is like a fifty dollar a month Patreon. And I was like, why are you? Why are you sure? <laughs> We should send them a thank you. <laughs> I just want to be like, I almost want to be like, hey, thanks so much, mate. Are you sure this wasn't a mistake? Is it five? You mean five? <laughs> Are you sure you don't mean five? Hang All on. Right. Um...
I gotta go, dude. Yeah, no, you go, me. <laughs>